Welcome to the Hallmark Cafe. I'm Michael. And I'm still Diane. And come on in. Your table is ready. Tonight, I'm going to fall in love. Tonight, I'm going to believe in love. Tonight, I'm going to fall in love with you. All right. Welcome to the cafe again. Excellent. Excellent choices on the menu today. We're so excited. We had two complete menu choices from this weekend. It was really great. You know, every weekend we go into the weekend thinking, okay, everybody make the menu. Everybody make the menu. We really do think that. We We do. do. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. And, and, you know, we still watch things two or three times and, you know, before we make our final decision. Right. And then we watch it again just to get all the names right and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and if, if, you know, if it's obviously a movie you like, you don't mind watching it again. No, that's true. I think I watched the, uh. This first, uh, we finally have a mystery meet. We haven't had a mystery meet uh, on the menu for a while, actually. No, we had the haunted so. uh, harmony. Well, well, yes, we didn't really call it a mystery. I did. Meet. I called did it you? that. Yeah, oh, well, I edited I the show, I, and I remember usual, me saying it. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> did say that. No, we didn't make a big deal about it, but no. we did. But say this it, is so. definitely another mystery meet. So. You know, and considering that we went away for the weekend and had a nice time. Uh, of going uh, south here in Colorado to look at all the fall colors over the Rocky Mountains. It was unbelievable. Yes, I will. I'll, I promise I will put some of the photos up on Instagram. Yeah, I, the thing is, you know, when you go th- over the, the Rockies, we live down lower, so this, the fall colors aren't as vibrant yet. They're just starting to now. But if you go up, you know, we were up at 10,000 feet. And, uh, That's right. It was pretty impressive, uh, all the different colors, and it was just beautiful up there. Uh, as we headed down into the Durango area, just yep. gorgeous, and we got to see some friends of ours. Yes, we had uh, some yeah. some great get-togethers, and uh, you know, just basically gave our brains a break. Yeah, from, so let's see. Uh, we we promised we'd say hello to Connie. Uh, we probably was it like <laughs> a kids show. What was the one we, we said, promised we'd say? I see Connie. We, we promised we'd say hello to Bob and John, George and Jan, George and Jan and Tim and Tim. Yeah. <laughs> We see you out It's there. like the, the entire total of our friends right there. That's it. <laughs> and they're all there, yeah. you know. But no, no, no it was we, fun. We, we all had a great time seeing everybody. Lots of laughs and it just had a wonderful time. And, and we went for lots of walks. Yeah, went for too. lots of walks. And hikes and, and walks. Yeah, and down by the rivers and it was lakes and gorgeous. So, yeah, you know, it was really it's great. good to get away. Uh, if you can still get away for some fall colors, we recommend it while they're still happening. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> I, what was it George said? He's working in a in a kiosk that helps people. And one of the questions that, that the woman came up and asked, it was kind of a visitor center thing. And one of the women said, uh, will the leaves still be on in November? Like, <laughs> the lights are it's on. like Christmas what? lights. <laughs> that's true. No, no, probably not. Yeah. That's the, that George, George, should, he could write a, a pilot write a on working in a, in a help, no, not a help center, a in a welcome center. center. Yeah. Well, welcome center. <laughs> well, help center. might be that too. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> He's such a funny, funny guy. He, he could have his own podcast. I laughed just thinking about George laughing. So there you go. Anyway, well, so we continue on with the show here. Aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> what do you want to know? We've been continuing on. <laughs> They're just waiting for us to say something. Oh, right. Oh, I guess you want to know the uh, the ingredients. Well, yeah, tell me what the ingredients are. Well, we haven't even told them the title. Well, we're going to tell you the title What's right now. What's on the menu, Michael? Well, we're doing a... <laughs> we're doing a uh, mystery meat edition for the first part of the show, and... That's where we choose a movie that is a mystery. And, of course, being a cafe, mystery meat. I don't know if anybody's getting that or not. I think they've overgotten it. Oh, they've overgotten it. Okay. Anyway, so we have a mystery meat uh, edition here, and it's called A Zest for Death, a Hannah Swenson Mystery. It was directed by Shannon Coley and written by Marcy Holland based on the Joanne Fluke 
series of books. Uh, the director of photography was David Pelletier, and the music was by Matthew Rogers and Catherine Hiltz. Those are the main ingredients. Two people on music. Yeah, I think Catherine's uh, jumping in doing the music here. Matthew's done a lot of scores. Uh, he did uh, the last couple seasons with Hamish uh, on uh, Chesapeake Shores. Oh, okay. You'll see his name yeah. around a lot. He does great work, and, and apparently so does Catherine, and the score is really good in this uh, this movie. So um, good, good crew of people, and now Diane's going to tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> What that means? I'm going to I'm going to give you the recipe. Is what I'm going to give. That's you. right. That's the how this works, you know, because it's story. a cafe. There's the whole theme. I don't, <laughs> if I had to remind well, look, you, I was blank for a second. I'm back. Okay. So anyway, we've got Allison Sweeney, and she's back as our favorite crime-solving baker uh, in a new mystery. Uh, she and Mike, Mike Kingston, Detective Mike Kingston. That's a great uh, name, isn't it? Once again, played by um, Cameron Matheson. Uh, they're joined by actually nearly all the original cast in this one, which is really, really, really cool. close, uh, including Barbara Niven as Dolores, Hannah's mom, uh, and Lisa Derupt as Hannah's sister. Andrea. She's been missing for the last. Yeah, few she has. Yeah, we really yeah, missed her yeah, too. Yeah. They just needed her right. in this movie. Uh, it, it also includes the newest sister edition, Michelle, played by Tess Atkins. And the only one missing, I think, was Norman, the dentist, who is the third leg of the of the of the triangle. And uh, Gabriel I, Hogan, I, he yeah, was not in it. No. I, I really missed him. Yeah, I did too, no. and and I I enjoy his his. Uh, and we'll talk about what movies, they might have done because he's later. been in every one of them. Every yeah, other I know. One, so. he, yeah, he has actually, even with his shoulder in a sling when he actually. Yeah, had he did. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was I don't know. That was kind of a disappointment for me because he's one of the ones I really like. True, I, really I do like. too. So, but so, there must have been a reason why no, he couldn't be there. Know, maybe so. he was shooting Heartland or. Something. He's, Some in, other he's in the Heartland series, so. and so maybe he just wasn't available at the same yeah. time, you know. So, so. Hopefully he, this is not, like, it wasn't his swan song last time. Hopefully he'll be back for the next one. Because well, you know there'll be a, nec- a next well, one. Well, they did mention he had a girlfriend, and so... He's going to get married, maybe. Right. But it didn't, know. didn't say he was moving to, you know, Florida or something, you know, so... Maybe he'll come back. So the mystery this time centers around a customer of Hannah's who is found murdered when Hannah, Michelle, and Dolores are house hunting for... Michelle's looking for a house. And uh, they're with the realtor, Joanna, who's played by... Uh, was it Brianna Buckmaster? Correct. So, uh, it's a it's a pretty funny scene when they find the body because you know it's usually Hannah who oh Hannah who finds the body. <laughs> Is that your best Barbara Niven? Yeah, but uh, this time it's Dolores who actually discovers the body, and it's just hysterical. Dolores, I mean Barbara Niven has got to be one of the funniest. She is ever when she funnier in this movie than she's ever been in any of the other and yet, Hannah movies. It was just perfect, right? Just a little bit kooky, a little bit zany, but uh, quite—I uh, don't know—quite adorable. I think you know Marcy Holland. I think the script is really good. It gave her something to do, and her lines are very funny. So yeah, yeah. So uh, tip the hat to the uh, scriptwriter. Yeah, I I would agree. And, and and just the brilliance of having her discover the body, right? And then the way that she gets Hannah's attention, <laughs> and you have to watch the scene to, to know what we're talking about, because it's just really funny. So uh, the B story of this episode is the fact that at the end of the last episode, if you remember, Hannah had broken off the engagement. Uh, what was it? Sweet revenge, I think. I think that was what it was called. I'd have to look um, that up. The uh, 
at the end of the last the, of that episode, Hannah has had broken off the engagement with Mike because well, there was some trust issues. Mike kind of went behind her back a little with the with his boss and you know acted or said that he was really supportive of her and was helping her solve this. And they were kind of a team. But then he kind of he kind of did a little backdoor move with the boss. And Hannah said, you know what that that's not cool, Mike. That's just that's just so underhand, and it was like kind of like uh, cheating on me a little bit. Yeah, know? that was just the kind of, uh, that was a bit of a trust thing here. So, the, Hannah, ca- the carrot cake murder. Oh, the carrot cake, yeah. Which we uh, uh, which reviewed, reviewed on our show yeah. not too long ago. So, and uh, you know, she gave him back the ring. It was yeah, it was yeah. uh, she was you know Alison Sweeney when she she can play every type of scene. The uh, so she she and Mike are at odds. And everybody around him wants them to get back together, but she's just not ready. You know, she's, she just doesn't know, will he do it again? Is he really invested in what they, what she is or who she is and what she can do or not? So, uh, of course, one of the people that wants them to get back together is uh, Mike's boss, but it's more about the free treats that they get <laughs> from the bakery right. at the coffee machine every morning. So, you know, this, this episode, I don't know how you felt, but I th- felt like this episode has more of the original energy has a bit more comedy a little bit more license it but, does. Uh, uh, lightness but uh it, and and of course uh, you know there's this one scene when they're in the house and and uh, there's just this it's just heat let me tell you between Hannah and Mike it's just I know pure especially at a very very heat. tense time too yeah. in the in the just movie so heat i mean i'm telling you it was it was really well done no dialogue just really well done so uh, the, now there was, in speaking of that particular moment, w- without giving away anything, um, I just, I, I had a hard time with that one. That was, that was almost a moment, I think, maybe sending it back to the kitchen on that moment because I couldn't get past the fact that, you know, this, the timing of that scene where Mike shows up and kind of rescues her. But how did he get in the house? How did he get there so fast? How did uh, it didn't make any sense to me? I, d- I just don't know if we if I missed something or maybe something got cut out or something. A- anyway, uh, I just I he had did a hard kind time of appear out of nowhere, yeah. but we find out later that the that uh, well we know that Andrea called right him, called but called him, yeah. it it doesn't make sense that the, the timing did not make sense to me that he could have gotten there so fast and then how did he get upstairs without being seen? I don't know. That was just that was the one moment I thought. I could send it back to the kitchen for that one. Now, they ha- also have a, a lot of good red herrings in this one. And they've got, uh, who's the guy, the, the handyman? I'm your handyman. J.S. As I uh-huh. just remember his initials because his initials are on the, his wrench. Jed so, Sawyer. Yeah, Jed Sawyer. And he's actually really good. I haven't yeah, seen him before. What else is he doing? played by in? James Pizzinato. So. so he's really good yeah. in that part. I totally believe that he was that guy. Yeah, I, I, he was good. He was he I was a re- he was a really good red like herring. Reformed... Look up red herring. You'll see a picture of him. And then the the uh, the rest of the supporting cast was really good. I thought I felt like that could they could people the town with all these people and we'd see them time after time and I'd be good. The bartender, the 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 shop owner. Um, the bartender was played by Natalie Skye. She was terrific. Yeah, and then yeah. we'd also we also should mention. Uh, Juliana Wimbles, who's been in all of these movies. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She plays Lisa, who's always in the she's kitchen working and Hannah's, helping. Hannah's uh, in the counter. She's, yeah. she's Hannah's And so manager. It made me, I really would like her to get a storyline, you know. You know it's about time. I think so. She's been in the How kitchen all this episodes? time. How many episodes? Like tens of episodes. I don't know. They, she's she always should, she should have walking around with cupcakes and cookies. So if anybody's listening out there, give Juliana her own storyline. Right. And then we, I do want to mention two other actors. Oliver Rice makes an appearance now. Ah, uh, Oliver Rice is that British guy you always see in all the Hallmark movies. You know him. 
and uh, and he's actually British. Uh, but in this movie, he seems to be kind of taking the place of Gabriel Hogan. Uh, Maybe like I'm a possible sure. old flame interest right. kind of a thing. But he's basically a, a, another red herring. <laughs> so, with red hair. With red hair. Yeah, you'd uh, know him. He was uh, he played Bree's uh, boyfriend at one point on Chesapeake Shores. We've exactly. Talked about him. And you've seen him many times. And, and he's been yeah. a he's been a good guy and he's been a bad guy in all these movies. You know, mostly bad movies. guys. Yeah, he's <laughs> done bad guy stuff. Mystery he's, stuff. He's, he's done bad guy. bad guy duty. So I was throwing him into the mix was actually also kind of a red herring because you immediately start. That's what like, I said. Oh, he's like you know. Yeah. He could be the he could be the red herring. But he's not. But well, he's sort of a red herring ex-boyfriend kind of a thing. Right. So that's kind of interesting. But there was one other uh, cast member who I thought was really cool, and that's um, Thomas, the guy who plays Thomas. Vincent, Vincent Gale. Gale. Uh, I think I'm wondering maybe he and Dolores had a little bit of a thing, and I, I'm wondering if he's going to take the place of Shovel Man. Shovel Man. <laughs> <laughs> if you know the series, you'll know the Shovel Man episode. Shovel Man. Oh, poor we guy. We won't even talk about that. Another soap opera guy. Anyway, so no, Vincent Gale is a Scot. Uh, I think he... Is he from where you were from? Yeah, he's from my neck of the woods in Scotland. But I think, like me, he arrived in Canada as a young person. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Instead can't, of you can't LA. tell he's You can't tell he's Scottish. You didn't arrive in Canada. No, no, no. I meant I arrived in the U.S. He went to Canada. Should have said yeah. that. Okay. Uh, but he's been... Uh, I have you know, to say, there were there many times when I really regret the fact that your dad didn't go to Canada because we could live, we could be living there right now. We could have made this movie. Uh, <laughs> so, no. Uh, we almost did because uh, we have family in Canada. Hello uh-huh. to all my family. Wanted That's no true. names again? No names. Ah, okay. Teresa. Uh, Come Teresa. On. Come on, Teresa. Yeah, I know you're out there. Um, and uh, yes, we have uh, family there, so we almost went there. And I have an uncle that still lives there, yeah, Uncle Jim. Hello, and uh, so, but uh, <laughs> people kind of like laugh at this because like, <laughs> oh, for God's sake! But uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so Vincent Gale, actually Scottish but Canadian. And I think so. he'd make a great uh, sort of a addition to the cast because I, I really liked him. He was really interesting. Yeah, and I, I, I think he's always good. He can be a good guy and a bad guy. He's a good actor. Yeah, could, I, way. I really thought he might be. So the, the one thing I will say that, uh, um, you know, this movie and the, our dessert movie uh, doesn't really, uh, I don't know, doesn't treat realtors too well. <laughs> that, that's the one thing the two movies we're going to talk about today have in common. Realtors. Yes. Yeah, so we'll just. Uh, and then you have a, a sister who's a realtor. All my sisters are like a great realtor. Yeah. So in back east, back in New England. Hello to. No, stop it. <laughs> We're not going to say names. Even though she does. We sold everybody think else's name. I know. So, uh, but. So what did you think about this this movie? I, I really liked it. I like this I movie. I like the lighter tone. There's a little bit more comedy in it. It felt more like a cozy mystery, which is some of these. Um, uh, so the last couple of these movies have been a little darker, especially mm-hmm. the last one. I thought it was because yeah, it was on it just before uh, this one. I thought, man, this is a lot darker I, than I remember. Yeah. So I think that the director Shannon Coley was terrific with the cast in this movie. Uh, she is a former camera operator and then D, uh, DP, who's now a director, and she's really. Uh, I really was impressed with how. Uh, she kept the energy of this movie going. There was yeah. comedy in it. There's there's drama in it. Uh, the shots themselves, the staging I was were really good. good. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I I you know that's I, she's I, well. Let's watch out for her because she seems to be uh, she seems to be rising star in the Hallmark world. So I think it's excellent. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this one, and uh, it kept me guessing for quite a bit actually. I was I was uh, I was actually surprised at who it was. I was too. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise, and so that's always good about these but movies. My, but but oh, it wasn't like some of these movies get very confusing. It wasn't confusing. No, it was so. just a surprise. Yeah. So so yeah. 
I mean, maybe yeah. some other people figured it out, but I, I will say that, um, you know, we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? The, the realtor angle of it right. and how it ties together with the next one. Right. Uh, because the realtor was very funny, and when she was putting the trying to put the balloons, in oh, the back that of the was car, funny. That was, that was real, totally. That was funny. Totally real in the well, moment. Well, that's why I thought the director must have a pretty good sense of humor because she was probably really enjoying that. Too. Oh yeah, it was. That was, it, was fun, and so they left some things in the movie that, that as I said earlier, probably just happened. It's a lighter <laughs> movie than the last movie, which was very serious. And uh, the other one's good too, but I'm just saying this is a different. This is yeah. more in the style of the original. Yeah, uh, and, and seeing how they worked Barbara Niven's character and uh, Lisa's character in to the the investigation. Oh, that's funny. Oh, All right. gosh. And the only the only complaint I have about the movie is that we needed more Lisa short. Derubes. It looks like she showed yeah. up uh, for she like a day for like a day, you know. And, yeah. and that's great, but uh, you know, maybe it's just testing her out. I mean, both sisters in it together are great. I have, both actors are great. But we really miss her, and I, I, they really need to bring her back for, for more than that. So I think so. Maybe too. next time she comes back, she can bring Gabriel Hogan with her. So, yeah. and so. I really like Cameron Matheson, and, and uh, I, I liked him in this movie. I wish he had a little bit more to do. Yeah, I, that was the one thing I thought. That was the only other thing is I thought, I wish they, they had done more. I wish they had a little bit more, a little more beef to his, you know, a, a little more, what, mystery meat to the meat or something? I don't know. <laughs> a little more beef to his cake. So... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I, like I can't it. say that. I said yeah, it. We can. We anyway, can so yeah, I, I agree. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> I agree. I like I like Karen Matheson, and uh, you know, but bring back Gabriel Hogan too, because uh, yeah. I really liked him. Sling or not, bring him back. Yeah, so. Exactly. Uh, anyway, we will be back right after this oh, with dessert. It's dessert. Gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be wild. Hallmark Cafe is brought to you by us, the Killins. Visit thekillins.com to hear singles and tracks from our albums. And look for Diane's single, Tonight I'm Gonna Fall in Love With You. Our theme song. On your favorite streaming platform. Remember, that's thekillins.com. T-H-E-K-I-L-L-E-N-S. I know that I'm in your heart right now. And I know that I'm on your mind. I don't know what I would look of love in your eyes Maybe there's no guarantee for this love between you and me Alright, we're back for dessert and it's going to be a good one. Oh, I like this dessert and uh, three bedrooms, two baths, one ghost, or as I say it Three, two, one, ghost. Three so, bed, two bath, ghost. Three one. bed, two bath, one ghost. I just said that. You said three beds, three baths. No, I said three baths, two... <laughs> it's called th- three, three bed. bed. <laughs> Let's try it again. <laughs> Jesus. So, of course, we're talking about the movie Three Bed, Two Bath, One Ghost. Uh, uh, why don't you give me the ingredients to this? Well, this movie, Three Bed, Two Bath, One Ghost, was directed by Kevin Fair, written by Greg Rawson and Brian Sawyer. Uh, Joa Botkin wrote the teleplay, and the composer is Jeff Timoshuk, and he is oh, he's been a lot of stuff really popular. Really. He did the movie last week too. I mean, oh, so yeah. yeah, so he's one of our favorite composers. Director of photography Tyler Walzak, and uh, I think I, I thought I'd mention the the choreography and the costume designer because they're really oh gosh Im- yes in really, this movie especially really important. Tessa Tamara was the choreographer, and the costume designer is Mackenzie Seren. 
and they play an important part in making this movie really good. Yes, they do. So because yeah. uh, you know, if I if I go through the recipe, you'll understand why. So, uh, Julie Gonzalo, Chris McNally, and Madeline Arthur star in this ghost of realty present story about redemption, renewal, and restoration. Right. See what I did there? Oh, nice. The story begins in 1823 uh, with Ruby. Oh, she's oh. what? The story begins in 1923. No. Oh. <laughs> That'd be really old. Jeez. Okay, ready? The story begins in 1923 with Ruby, who's an ingenue from a wealthy family, celebrating her 25th birthday in high-class 1920s style. Uh, she's in love with Charlie, the chauffeur, but because of her father's restrictions, she breaks it off. Uh, and we discover later in the movie that she d- dies in a car crash. The choreography comes in at the beginning because there's this incredible sequence where Ruby and uh, some of her girlfriends are doing the Charleston in this really totally great. I mean, obviously she's a dancer, right? Mod- right. Madeline Arthur. Right. So they just utilized all their talents. In she's a, well, a dancer and gymnast. So <laughs> she's you know she didn't very, do any backflips yeah. or anything. But no, but but it, it, she's very very good dancer. And that just the whole, it just captured the whole vibe of the of the Roaring Twenties. It's funny because uh, in the in the the uh, credits here, it you know it's flapper one, flapper two, flapper yeah, three. No, flapper. They actually credit the actors who yeah, were flapping. It was great. Who were flapping? <laughs> that, that's not right. <laughs> Flapping's the wrong word. Anyway, flapper. Flapper. Okay. So now we're going to jump ahead to 2023, a mere 100 years into the future, and which is really funny. I love that because you know how in Hallmark movies they're always going seven years later. Right. It's Five years <laughs> later, and all of a sudden it's 100 years <laughs> later. No, okay. Wow. That was very clever. That was a really kind of an inside That's joke. It's weird because, you know, when we were kids, we'd say, oh, the 20s, which meant the 1920s, but now we're in the 2020s. Right. So, so if you say the 20s, you, you have to say the 1920s. No, yes. Well, depending on which way you're going. That's true. So here we are in the future or the present. And we meet Elliot and Anna, played by a real-life couple, McNally and Gonzalo, who have recently ended their engagement, not the real McNally. (laughs) You should have taken a break there. The (laughs) characters of McNally and Gonzalo have recently ended their engagement uh, and their business relationship, uh, which I think, I believe is, they never really make it that clear. It's kind of hinted at. But they, they, I think, I believe they have a restoration. Restoration business, I think, uh, yeah. 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 So Anna's is still a bit raw, and she's trying to restore her own life uh, by getting her realtor's license and going to work for her father's realty company. Her father is, uh, he's amazing. Who, who, who plays That's the father? Uh, Xavier Sotelo. Yeah, he's, he's great. So he plays a, a fairly, uh, maybe unavailable father. Yeah, that's a really you know, interesting uh, business guy. characterization. I think she should yeah. just kind of get over it, get on with it, and, and you know, get with the program. But uh, her father uh, gives her uh, this large 1920s mansion as her first listing. Uh, but there is a catch. It's inhabited by the ghost of that uh, aforementioned socialite uh, Ruby who has been keeping people at bay for the last 100 years. So uh, for some reason, Anna's the only one who can see her. And now the, the first, these scenes where they meet are just some of the funniest scenes I think I've seen in a Hallmark movie for quite a some very time. long time. Yeah, it just, I think so. And this, this uh, the ghost is completely likable immediately. You know. I'll tell you, Madeline Arthur. Yeah, I mean, she plays a ghost like nobody could play a ghost. But she's, she's fantastic she's just in this movie. The whole package. I'm just gonna say it right away. I mean, you know, we're not gonna wait till the end on this. She's terrific in this movie. So yeah, yeah, she is. So, uh, so Anna can see her, which surprises Ruby. Right. You can see me because she's used to just scaring people away, and you know, right. that's it. 
Uh, but uh, this, the, these scenes that they play together are, it's almost like a buddy movie instead of a Hallmark movie. It's great that they've, yeah, it really is. they've put these two together. Uh, yeah. I mean, Chris McNally has a great part, but he, he's really... He's kind of almost incidental. <laughs> I hate really to say, Chris, we're not saying that about you I in know. general, but in, in it's really about the two women, or it's really about uh, Julie's character... Um, you know, well, there's a, there's a through line of, you know, these two characters both need to move on. Right. And uh, it's all tied yeah, together. Yeah. So, um, you know, Elliot and Anna obviously have strong feelings for each other still. And Anna even admits to Ruby that she still loves Elliot, but she doesn't have the confidence that things could be different this time around if they got back on track. And, right. Uh, so, they're, I mean, they had the issues, you know, they had issues. Right. And it ended up breaking them up. But uh, now Ruby would like to move on and reunite with Charlie, the love of her life. Uh, but, you know, she's... Uh, she's she's stuck. She's kind of stuck. She's, yeah. she's also, she's kind of afraid that maybe Charlie moved on. Maybe, right. maybe you know, he, yeah. Yeah. he wasn't, uh, um, you know, he went on and maybe she doesn't want to know, but maybe he went on and had, you know, another woman and family or whatever. So like, and she's very honest about it. She says, part of me hopes that, uh, part of me, you know, kind of hoping he didn't, but part of me wants him to have been happy and had a life and, right. you know, even without her. So, uh, but these are kind of two parallel stories about two women who kind of stuck. Kind of stuck. Kind of stuck. So Interesting. And dealing with relationships because uh, Julie's character is also trying to deal with, with uh, working with her father for the first right, time. So. Yeah. And, and also, uh, I think the common theme here is that fear is what's keeping them from what they really want in life. Uh, well, in and in death, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so it's true. about fear. It's about overcoming fear, and uh, that and being true to oneself. And you know, I think that's it, it's like the two characters are one character in a way. In yeah. a way, so it's, it is kind of that way. And I I I watched the movie with that somewhat in mind right. you know it's almost like an allegory as well as yeah i thought it was movie, so. yeah I which thought is maybe what the writers intended it so. could have been indeed you know but uh so you can watch this movie on a couple different levels you know right. you can just watch it as a fun movie it's a to ghost watch, movie or and then you can really pick it apart and say hmm there's a lot well, how can you relate to on. it like how can you as that's a viewer relate to it and that's the way i relate to it like what are our fears how do we get over them you know and sometimes it's scary to go so up do, against do that you, have you ever seen a ghost i have felt the presence of a ghost a couple times in my life yeah. Uh, yeah. We moved into a house when I was a teenager in upstate New York that was absolutely haunted. And um, there was a room I was in once. I was trying to uh, fix the, an antenna so I could pick up the radio from New York City. All of a sudden, I knew the ghost was there. Oh, really? And I said, okay, I'm leaving. I won't be back. I won't come again. So I come back up here again. This is the, the third floor attic of this house. Oh, yeah. I said, I'm not coming back again. And you've seen this house, big old farmhouse in New York. And so, of course, it was haunted. I saw that house. Yeah. So I left. I said, "Oh, bye." And I knew they were there. And I left, and never went back up there again. But did the ghost stand at the window and, and say, "And stay out"? And stay out. And I said, "You're leaving this house." And they said, "Over my dead body." <laughs> but uh, and then we would have strange things happen in the house. Yeah. And so we knew, my sisters and I, we knew that there was a presence there that didn't want us to be there. And it's interesting. And I don't think it's it's like you can think that you see a ghost. That's I can, and I'm telling you, and you've been with me. I can go into a house and pretty fast figure out the energy Who's of a house. In the zoo? Yeah, yeah, and, and so, uh, and, and if I'm uncomfortable in that house, I just want to get out of there. So, 
But anyway, so yeah, I don't, but I don't, you know, I've said to you earlier, I said, you could be walking down the street and somebody could walk past you and you don't really know if they're a ghost or not, right? They're just somebody walking I know, past sometimes you. I feel like a ghost. <laughs> so <laughs> you're walking, nobody sees you anymore. Like, uh, am I really here? Well, you know, it's kind of so, weird when you think about it, but you know, yeah. but uh, you know, that's the serious side of the ghost part. In this movie, uh, the ghost is... Uh, Maybe ghosts are just your reflection. Ooh. Well, they could be, so, yeah, they could be, yeah. yeah. That, and and I think the way the, the way Julie plays Anna, she's at first she's afraid of the ghost, but then she confronts the ghost, and then she works works with the ghost. Yeah. You know, which so. is fun, kind of funny because yeah. her character is supposed to be a little fearful, and yet she has no problem getting in this ghost face and saying, hey, "Yeah, okay." But that's what the point <laughs> is because the movie helps the character become less fearful. The yeah, whole experience, that's true. so that's, and that that's, part's and good. And vice about versa. It. Yeah. You know, so they they create quite a blonde, uh, blonde. <laughs> they they create quite a bond. These two. I think the movie does a really great job of keeping the wonder of the 1920s in its lane. There were a couple of uh, anachronisms, but not major. Yeah, there was um, only one that I would pick on a little bit, and that was when Ruby says to Anna, "You know, you got this." And I thought she would not have said that. I so I, I, I I tend to think there was some other scene that must have been cut out that was before that. That led where her she to say that. To where yeah, she, where she that was up. like mimicking it back. Right, that's I what hope I think. that's what happened because otherwise I would think that was a major mistake. Yeah, that's and, what I and think. And the whole so. movie was so careful not to make mistakes. Right. So uh, anything so. like that always takes you out of the movie, but the movie's so good, you're back in it pretty I know. fast. It, you know, you know so. it wasn't a it wasn't a life sentence for the. And of the course, movie, so. uh, uh, Anna drives a, a classic 1965 Mustang convertible. It is, is beautiful, really a beautiful car. So, yeah. and he drives an old uh, 80s Ford truck. So I mean, it's a very uh, you know, they have older cars in the movie for some reason, but uh, uh, but her father drives a brand new Jaguar, so I don't know. So it's, well, they're not trying it's to. Kind depend- of a <laughs> 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 I'm saying, what are they talking about with realtors? Hmm. But but I love the Mustang, and there's something about the classic car. Hallmark seems to like putting its characters driving classic. Well, vehicles, so. I think it's always it's easier too when they shoot scenes with the car. You know, having a convertible makes it really easy. Convertibles are great. Now take it from me, okay. much easier to shoot stuff in a convertible. So right, yeah, so. Uh, but I like that. And, uh, you know, the production design of the house, the house is a house. It's actually the Copperstone Mansion, which is in Langley, British Columbia. I We've know, been there. It's actually almost almost been there because I kept my horse right around at a place a right of, around the corner. Yeah, a couple of blocks yeah. from there. So, so when we know. did a project Down up there, we were, we were up there for a while in, in uh, British Columbia doing a project. So we had to board a horse and that was just around the corner from this place. And I know. the house is 12 miles. we go mi- back up, we have to go see it. The house is 12 miles from the U.S. border. And viewers, if you watch apparently the, the series Riverdale, it's featured in the sh- series Riverdale. Oh, okay. And right. fe- it's it's been shown a lot in uh, movies and shows. beautiful place, though. Oh, my gosh. The woodwork. It's, and it's place. much bigger than what you see in the movie. Well, it's they don't huge. even really show the kitchen. So I figure whoever lives there was just living on the other side of the house while they rented this part out for the movie. <laughs> so they only so. rented out like three rooms in it or something. So <laughs> quite a place, a beautiful, beautiful house. Yeah. So um I don't know, is it a like a hotel or something? Or I, no, it's just a mansion. Just somebody's man. It's somebody's like mansion. Stay there. You know, so be, I don't know. Some of these houses in in uh that lower mainland of BC, they could they could have a a whole cottage industry. They of, could. You know, stay at the house where they shot, blah, blah, blah. Well, they could, but <laughs> Hallmark like, should do this, you know, come stay at like the... Like a parade uh, of homes. The covers don't mention. You know, you know, no, a parade of TV homes. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, so that's that's uh, l- largely where the, the movie was made and, but and we, around Langley, too. I just, I mean, we, we highly recommend you watch this movie. It's very fun. And yeah, you have to buy into the fact that there's a ghost. and it's, But if you just take it as a, a, a fun story... 
Um, it's just done really well, acted really well, directed really well. There's nothing about this I didn't like. No, I agreed. Uh, Three, two, and one. And just Go. for the, the tour de force performance from Madeline Arthur, you you have to see the movie. I can't wait to see her in something else, but I worry that she was so strong in this one that you won't be able to get this part out of your head when you see her. You probably won't recognize something her. Else. Well, that's true. She <laughs> so. just won't be in flapper costume. That's right. So. Oh, the costumes on this were Oh, funny. very, very good. Oh, just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, just beautiful. Very authentic. Mackenzie and Saren, as I said, did the costume design. They were really well great. Well done, well done. So that's really great. Hallmark can pull a movie like this off and do a really good job. They, and they had the special effects were good. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. So yeah. they weren't really cheesy or anything like that. It was nicely done. So yeah. our, our hats off to, to the whole gang that made this movie. All right. So uh, I think that there's nothing else I have to say at the moment, except uh, maybe uh, we really would appreciate it if you'd go follow our Instagram page. And uh, if you'd go on to Apple or wherever you can leave a review and just tick off the five stars, that would really help us a lot. So Yeah. And, and, uh, and no, don't ghost us. So. <laughs> oh god <laughs> sorry <laughs> i was waiting the whole show to say that and it didn't come out very well <laughs> but anyway please give us those reviews and uh, uh you know visit us and, and we have an email too we That's have right. a, hallmark cafe at highwestvideo.com yeah so if you want to write us a letter and tell us how you feel about the show that would be great too and uh we're we're gearing up for the big holiday season there's gonna be a lot of uh holiday movies coming our way so we will uh, be, uh, of course, bringing those into the cafe and letting you know what we think about those, too. So tell your friends about our show and... Check out our music at thekillins.com. It's so much fun to do. So thank you so much. And that does it for this edition of the Hallmark Cafe. Where love is always on the menu. Hallmark Cafe is a copyrighted program produced by High Horse Productions. Our theme song was written and performed by Diane Killen, and the Hallmark Cafe illustration was created by Daniel Killen. Be sure to find Hallmark Cafe on Instagram and check out our Facebook group. <laughs>